Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Pause, Sip, and Ponder. If this is your first time, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And if this isn't, this isn't. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for joining us here once again. Thank you so much for your love and support that you guys continually give me. It really means the world to me, really. And hopefully this month has really brought some new opportunities for you. Um, You've met new people. Um, You've gotten new revelations on what's to come this year and next week's already a new month so time really is going by fast but i'm so excited for you guys and love to hear about you know your soon-to-be projects or things or goals that you guys have so um my life is absolutely even busier i am back in school work is even busier life's chaotic but they'll never stop me from posting and and keeping up to date with you guys if anything this podcast really helps me get through my week so today i have a special guest i have bailey who is someone i've met not too long ago but even then our bond is so great and i really really look up to her because of her passion her um her positivity and just the her heart is just so amazing and so inspirational to me and um one of our one of the things that we really relate on is our love for people and our passion for people and just um i guess in our work field customer service and just really um connecting with people and even then even if we try to bring the best smiles out of people not every day is full of sunshine and rainbows and this is us talking about our dealings and our experience through depression this is a topic that i've never really shared with everybody um something very very personal to me but i'm always open about um and yeah this is our experiences through it you know our accomplishments and gainings from it and also our perspectives on how society portrays depression today and i don't share in depth with everything that i dealt with within um my depression period uh but i'll definitely use that or save that for another episode and really get in depth with that but um even if this is a kind of a depressing topic um we also give some encouragement for you guys whoever is dealing with something right now so yeah hopefully you guys enjoy so this is a pretty deep and dark topic to talk about um so we're gonna start off a little bit light how do you feel right now (laughs) (laughs) what's up awesome um i feel okay like to be honest it's such a funny question because i feel like that question gets asked a lot like whenever Mm. you see someone they're always like how are you and i always find myself kind of lying a little bit Mm -hmm. because you don't want to just walk up to someone and be like well, I feel a little depressed today, but, like, how are you? <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I mean, depression is something that I struggle with every day, and even if I'm not feeling it mentally at the moment, it definitely also takes a toll on you physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, anxiety also kind of plays a role in it, too. But today, I feel okay. Like, I feel like that's kind of a... Yeah. Not, like, super great, not, like, yeah. super bad, but just... Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um, I think... It's definitely, what does that mean? Like, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, it's you know? okay not to be okay. Yeah. You don't have to be happy all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And for me, so for her, in her experience with depression, I know it, it went into a turn of where it's, um, she actually had to get medical attention, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. And for me, I guess it was just, you know, in the years of puberty and like emotions, but doesn't it doesn't mean that it's it was nothing, but mm-hmm. you know, um, of course she went through probably went through something more extreme um as well as you guys you guys uh, will never know exactly how you guys feel i think um one misconception is that 
you know you can really understand someone Mm -hmm. truly but i think the only person who you can really understand is yourself um so we're again we're going to talk about our experiences in that and for me how i am life's interesting (laughs) um and it can really do a lot to your emotions every single day like i think every day is a constant battle with your emotions but also it's kind of like a a nice thing to be able to feel these things i guess just to start what is your story bailey um on your experiences with depression um yeah so i mean i i feel like i've been experiencing it ever since i was a kid Mm -hmm. i mean as long as i can remember i've had to deal with it i remember even some of my parents friends describing me as like a very angry child Mm. um and i don't think my parents knew it back then but one of the symptoms or behaviors that depression can cause is like extreme irritability um and ever since i was a kid when i was in school like i would feel that i had trouble making friends and also my grades would slip a lot because it was really hard for me to focus but it i feel like it started probably when i was a kid part of it it's probably genetic just Mm -hmm. because it ran in my family my great-grandfather had depression my grandmother had depression and my mom has depression so we've all experienced it yeah um and then also when i was a kid my parents got divorced when i was really young okay boys (laughs) um and i had to like switch houses every week and my parents weren't the best at communicating and i felt like i was kind of middleman a lot which definitely took a toll because my therapist says that i kind of have like i had like an adult complex when i was a kid Mm. um which isn't very healthy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um but that definitely played into definitely played into how i felt a lot yeah um so it was a mix of genetics and eventful things in your life yeah definitely and um when i was i think i was 14 when i had to be hospitalized for the first time wow. um i was feeling like extremely suicidal i didn't know what to do and thank god my mom was very open-minded she ended up taking me to the hospital and that was terrifying Mm. (laughs) um hospitalizations can be very scary but i'm really glad that i went because i really feel like if i didn't then i don't really know if i would still be here today right like it definitely saved my life like as scary as it was yeah um but because of my depression like i had to drop out of high school um because i literally couldn't get out of bed Mm. anymore um i was hospitalized inpatient twice and partial hospitalization i've done it four times wow so far but if you're ever like going through something and things are getting really bad i feel like i got more out of the partial hospitalization program Mm -hmm. just because i feel like that's when they really start going through coping skills and things that you can do to make yourself feel a little bit calmer like when you're going through um depressive episodes Mm -hmm. but if you really don't feel safe um it's important to go to the hospital because they'll provide a safe environment for you and really take care of you and make sure that you're okay uh since you experienced it like at a young age how did you know like did someone literally tell you you know you uh i guess how they say is like you're diagnosed with depression Mm -hmm. right or um were you you know were you questioning like why do i feel this way like how were you how did you finally accept it or how were you told I was having like a lot of frustration like I would I remember like laying in bed like crying myself to sleep every night 
I felt sad all the time and I mm-hmm. didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like sadness. It was like darker than that. Like I felt unmotivated. Um, I really didn't see like a light in anything anymore. Like I didn't want to make friends. I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to do anything. I just felt like giving up. Mm-hmm. And at that point I didn't even know what giving up meant because I was probably like 11 or 12 when things mm. started really getting bad. Yeah. So I just knew that like I felt stuck and scared and just like isolated. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why I was feeling like that. When I was a kid, like I went through some traumatic stuff and that definitely like played a part into it. But back then, like I just I didn't know why, like I couldn't understand what was going on in my head. And I remember like holding my head and like just like sitting in my room crying like asking for it to stop because I felt like I was in so much mental pain that Mm -hmm. it almost translated into like physical pain. Do you think uh, like resisting made it worse? Did you ever feel like okay so resisting definitely makes it worse. Yeah because then you don't deal with what's going on if you if you internalize everything Mm -hmm. um, it's just very like I feel like, at least for me, because everyone's different, some people like deal with it by internalizing it. Um, but for me, I just would explode if I internalized everything. If I just tried to be happy, which was some advice that I got from mm-hmm. like an adult, like when yeah. I was a kid, which is honestly the worst thing that you can say to someone who's depressed because yeah. it's definitely not a choice. <laughs> no. um, like I literally felt like I was going to explode. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally accepted it. I remember my mom. I would talk to my mom about it and because she had been on medication before and she had gone to therapy before she kind of started to see like what it might be Mm -hmm. and she took me to a therapist and took me to a psychiatrist and then they had me fill out a form which if you ever go to a psychiatrist or therapist Mm -hmm. they'll always make you fill out this same form where it's like within the past month like have you felt unmotivated and I filled it out and after that like they were like Okay, so you have depression. Honestly, I didn't accept it at first. Um, what helped me was understanding the science of it because when somebody just says, hey, you have depression, you're just like, okay, so <laughs> what is that? Like, yeah. why are you just telling me that I'm this way? But when I looked at like the actual science of it and how it's just like, it has to do with like neurotransmitters and stuff, it becomes a lot less scary. And then after that, I kind of thought of it as like, just like, oh, it's like a neurotransmitter imbalance. Like people yeah. take vitamin c in the morning you yeah. know because they don't want to get sick and so this is the same thing but how about you did you like um ever go through like an acceptance for me so mine was more of i think it really did because my brother um is experiencing kind of like the internally um internally like what i went through mm-hmm. i think every you know preteen experiences you know all your hormones are just like crazy and you don't know what you want you don't know how to feel so it was definitely that but also um some traumatic and eventful things that happened in my life that contribute to it um so it it wasn't never it was never to the extreme where i had to get medical help but it did cause some damage in my life um for me i started feeling it uh towards or experiencing it i guess from the age of 12 to like 14 my mom's um, past relationship, like on and off, mm-hmm. uh, it was very confusing because, as you know, if if for someone who doesn't have a father, you know, he was the only one that was really a father figure. Yeah. But I was confused because 
the things he was he was doing the things he was saying you know the constant fights between those two really made me question then is this what it's supposed to be um and then people are telling me you know other things so it was very conflicting because i didn't know what is true and what it wasn't um also you know there was bullying involved there was um and i would accept these things um of course you know there are some horrible people out there and um for me i'm not someone to really to really hold grudges towards people like throughout my whole life whoever like bullied me back then like i never held a grudge instead i would like take it like i would i would swallow it and like accept it so that's what really ate me up um and it just i didn't know what was going because in the moment you don't really especially at that age you don't really sit down and be like okay i need to fix my i just need to change my mindset no at the time i just like okay this is how my life is going to be forever yeah and so there wasn't really a point where i accepted it it was only later in my years where i was like oh so that happened and it happened Mm -hmm. for a reason and now i'm the person i am today um so but yeah that's kind of my it was very dark um just like you like i had suicidal thoughts definitely at a young age and i guess in my home talking it out isn't really a thing yeah um it's very hard to open up especially to your parents and what are you going to tell your parent you know like Mm -hmm. at least mine like oh mom i'm depressed usually you know you would want her to respond in a way that's like oh like you know she'll do something about it or ask you about it but instead you know i expected i knew that what she was going to say is that you know she's going to point it at herself and be like okay then what am i doing am i doing something wrong like are you not grateful or like you know stuff like that so i just never had the need to tell anybody about it yeah um so all these events were were piling up and i really i found myself in the bathroom Mm -hmm. i was doing self-harm at the time and um and i just had enough and then like all i can really remember is that i had like a knife in the bathroom yeah and this i'll keep in mind i was like 12 guys <laughs> and that's a pretty scary thing but at the time like I, I was used to it like i was just and i i don't know i was just thinking of how um life could be better without me like yeah. I, I i there's no reason for me to be here but um suddenly like i just had a voice in my head just tell me like you know uh your life's not over like there's so much more in store for you and if you i just thought about my family and then just thought about everything and what could be lost if i did that so it was really that's why like i really wanted to know more about those dealing with depression Mm -hmm. who who need medical attention because for me it was different and where i kind of figured it out on my by myself um so that's that's kind of how my story is um and it's interesting too because I feel like a lot of parents when kids are feeling that way at like a young age mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of parents tend to kind of brush it off like oh like you're just a it's kid a phase, like yeah. you know it's just a phase like you'll get over it yeah but as a kid like I was definitely able to experience those feelings they were very real and they really really impacted me and I feel like I wish that at least like when I was growing up like it was taken more seriously earlier on and that I had gotten into therapy earlier on because I feel like that would have like helped me a lot Mm -hmm. but because like I didn't really start getting like like constant help until I was probably in like ninth grade Mm -hmm. I don't know like I just wish that I had like had that support earlier because I feel like it would have helped me a lot yeah yeah of course like we can't go back and then change things unfortunately but um yeah I feel the same way 
but also at the same time i feel like everything happens you know for a reason and at a perfect timing so yeah yeah, i feel like everyone has a different story like literally everyone has a different story they got help at different times they could get it early they can Mm -hmm. never get it at all yeah um and i think the most important thing is what happens after and what happens during rather than like the actual thing itself um so what were some things other than i guess therapy that helped Mm -hmm. you deal with um depression well, when I went to therapy, they gave me a list of coping skills. And I'm sure that if you, like, look on Google, like, list of coping skills, yeah. it'll give you a list of, How like, to not be sad. Yeah, like, over a hundred <laughs> things that you can do. Right. Um, these coping skills became, like, vital to me. Um, and some of them, it's just things that you like doing that you know can calm you down. Like, when I used to self-harm, like, my alternative to that was learning how to play guitar, learning how to play ukulele, because, like, the strings would, like hurt my fingers and it sounds weird but it's like a weird Mm, replacement for what i did yeah um kind of like taking like the unhealthy like coping habits and then finding ones that are more productive and like make you feel calmer yeah um playing ukulele playing guitar writing reading was a big one i started collecting books um Mm -hmm. and then for the times when i was really really panicked because i would have these things called flashbacks where I would be kind of like taken back to a traumatic event and like there were times where like if you touched me I would like scream like it's it's kind of hard to describe but I feel like I wasn't like consciously like there in the moment like I would just be completely taken back to like a traumatic experience and like I would just kind of have to like come down from it and come out of it and I'm still learning how to deal with those right um some of the coping skills that I learned that have helped me a lot are to grab ice um if you hold like ice in your hands Mm -hmm. um or especially there's something that triggers the dive reflex where if you take a bowl of ice water you dunk your head in it and you hold your breath for 30 seconds and then you come back up and then you do it again and you repeat it it actually slows down your heart rate so if you're having a panic attack it helps like calm your body down and kind of bring you back to like that's really interesting. Yeah, I'll try that because I yeah. have so much anxiety sometimes. It's insane. And yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, so. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, writing was yeah a great help. Like, um, I still have the journals today, and like looking back at it and just like saying how I felt, it it really helped me. Um, because again, like I feel like the only person that really can understand is yourself. Um. So that really helped me. I didn't really have, like, a lot of resources. Like, I never went to, like, a therapist or a counselor. I think one was because I was ashamed at the time. I had to grow up, like, as, I guess, adult at a young age. Mm -hmm. So, um, and people always knew me to be someone who was very positive. I always had to, you know, show the impression that I was strong. So it's like I never really seeked for that help. Uh, But I did have, you know, like friends that really helped me in that um and it was really that you know understanding that time although it it goes by fast like you have so much time um to grow and to develop so i really took one step at a time um Mm -hmm. with my depression and um like i really encourage like reflecting but just to like you know just to think other than just like sitting and just dwelling in your your thoughts and your emotions i feel like having time to yourself um really helps so that really really helped me so you you're still dealing with depression till this day um of course you can't 
cure it like yeah. <laughs> over one day yeah. um with like one dose of something but yeah. um would you say that you're i don't know getting better is a, wor- a proper way to say it or yeah. just i always say like i don't know everyone is always like oh it gets better i always yeah. say like it gets easier yeah because i feel like true. you learn how to handle your emotions a little bit better like um before if i was having a panic attack i would just let the train in my head run mm-hmm. off the tracks and like racing thoughts everywhere like i wouldn't try and catch myself mm-hmm. and be like hey i'm feeling anxious i should go do a coping skill right now and calm myself down because yeah. you kind of <laughs> you learn how to catch it in advance and i don't exactly mm. know like when it exactly clicked in my head where i was like able to identify when i should go use my coping skills or when i should go like take a nap or take a break yeah um but i feel like it wasn't until like this year so it took me a very long time um when i really started to figure out how to catch myself when i'm feeling yeah that way um um but quick question mm -hmm. um i know like i don't know it's it's kind of a weird question but do you ever like know or feel the difference when like you're depressed because of you know what's going on in your head like medically and compared to like where it's actually appropriate to be depressed i don't know if that yeah. makes sense yeah so like it's it's interesting because it's this was something i was talking to my therapist about where i felt like as i was growing up mm-hmm. i was depressed because of a lot of like self-doubt like high expectations i kept for myself that were like um unrealistically high right, right that i could never meet and just um like a lot of body image issues like self-confidence issues stuff like that and then there was always like the other issues like my parents and like outside issues that would affect it but i felt like most of my depression was caused by my own like thoughts about myself mm-hmm. and for me like what really helped me kind of turn that around and i'm still working on it like yeah definitely still working on this because i feel like depression caused by your own thoughts about yourself versus depression caused by like an outside event mm-hmm. are really really hard to deal with like especially it, at least for me like i feel like they're harder to deal with yeah just because i don't know loving yourself is just hard like mm. it's really tough and for me like i just try to journal about like what i like about myself you know and Um when I first started journaling I couldn't really think of a lot <laughs> which yeah. sounds really sad but it's true like I I really if somebody asked me like oh like you know why do you think people are friends with you like why do you think people like to talk to you like I would not be able to answer I probably have to lie mm-hmm. you know I really didn't feel like I was a good person I didn't feel like I had any things special about me I didn't really feel like I was good at anything that I did right um and I always doubted myself and whenever I started feeling like um like hey, you know what? You're good at this. Like mm-hmm. um for example, like customer service. That's <laughs> something that I've always loved doing right. and um just quick reason why is just cuz um after everything that I've gone through, whenever I've gone somewhere and I've gotten like great customer service, if I'm having a really bad day, mm-hmm. it's always turned my day around. Yeah. And I think that that's amazing that like yeah. you can turn someone's day around in 5 minutes. Definitely. Um and so for me like that was just like really cool that I have an opportunity to do that whenever I'm working somewhere. Mhm. Um and it's it's funny cuz I feel like I only like 
realized that I love doing this like last year and I was talking to my manager at the coffee shop I worked at because yeah. I was thinking about like going into law or something like right. in school and then I told him I was like hey like I feel like I would be good at customer service and he was like I feel like you would be good at that too mm -hmm. and after that I just kind of started committing myself to it and like telling myself that like this is something you're good at like you have an opportunity to turn people's days around like you can do it yeah and even if I didn't believe it at first I kept telling myself that I could and I kept journaling about it and I feel like somewhere in my head something clicked where it was just like okay like believe in yourself like yeah you are good at this and yeah. you almost after like doubting yourself for so long and then all of a sudden being like hey I'm good at this you can almost feel like like kind of cocky in a way like no, oh yeah that yeah. makes sense like yeah, yeah. it feels weird yeah at first and I feel like it's kind of like that pride but it's like yeah. not a bad one it's a good one because yeah. um like I said like it's a constant battle and to, for you to know that you literally yeah. overcame that like yeah. when when the time that usually your depression would hit yeah it didn't come because you know you kind of put yourself over that yeah so. and it's like it's funny because when you start feeling like any sort of self-confidence that <laughs> it's a weird. lot of yeah it's, it's weird, weird. <laughs> like it and a weird. lot of people that like maybe don't suffer from depression just like normally have you know? have and yeah. then like like what you're feeling is like totally normal and like a good thing but it doesn't feel like a good thing like you yeah, feel like totally you shouldn't be feeling like that because you got so used to feeling a yeah. different way i don't know yeah but that's why i feel like like th dealing with like depressing thoughts about yourself is just mm -hmm. so hard because even when you turn it around you almost feel like like maybe guilty or just like yeah like you shouldn't be feeling like that which is just like definitely yeah i completely agree with that um, I think the thing that we relate on, um, mm -hmm. that we both have um, same interest in, is helping other people, talking to other people, yeah. um, really making people's day. So that's something we both um, have in common. But um, this is something I've been thinking about. Like, do you ever, as much as it's a, uh, rewarding to us to help other people, do you ever find yourself like constantly helping people where you forget that you need to help yourself? Do you ever like feel that way ever yes. yeah <laughs> all the time i like that's why it's so important to like check in on yourself yeah and i recently started doing this in the past few months where like i'll have like a mood tracker or like mm -hmm. a day tracker where every day i'll track my energy my focus how much i slept and like my mood that day because i feel like i become so well that's the thing about like depression too is that like you always want to, I feel like, at least for me, like, I always want to help other people because I don't want anyone else to feel this way. Mm -hmm. But then in doing that, I forget that, like, I am at risk of feeling like that. Right. And then, like, if I don't check in on myself and, like, take time to, like, take care of myself, mm -hmm. um, I will completely forget. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm, like, having a panic attack and I don't know why. Right. And I'm freaking out and crying and I don't want to get up. And I'm just, like... I, like there are a bunch of thoughts that I just hadn't been dealing with because yeah. I've been so focused on other things but yeah it's it's definitely like a hard balance to yeah that's all I was thinking like it's yeah. really about balance and sometimes we don't really balance it yeah because um, like you could be telling someone oh like encouraging them and, and you know yeah. and then you find yourself like wait like I haven't even been yeah. doing that like it's kind of like we're hypocrites at the moment yeah um I don't know whether it's like a good thing because we are helping people you yeah. know but also like there's us um yeah it's definitely a, a difficult thing to to battle with yeah 
and um, sometimes you even find yourself like using it to cope and like to cover up and try to forget what you're going through yeah say i had like a few bad days Mm -hmm. in a month yeah and i'm not really checking in on myself and i tend to like i guess the word would be like generalize Mm -hmm. so if i had like a few bad days in october i would say like october was such a bad month but if i'm checking in with myself every day and writing it down um i can kind of combat those thoughts and like look and be like okay well you had three days in October where you really journaled and said that you felt really bad. But there were also a lot of positive days that Mm -hmm. you're not even thinking about. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, there's a, I had like a list of like anxiety inducing thoughts. Mm -hmm. And one of them was um, just like overgeneralizing things and compiling like bad events. Cause it kind of, I I don't know if like forces yourself to believe that like the whole entire year was bad or like the whole entire month was bad right um and then you kind of shut out all the positive things that you're not necessarily seeing yeah but yeah i don't know i just thought it was yeah i always say this to my friends like although there are you know it's already scientifically proven that you know people can be um depressed where they have to get medical attention or where it goes to those extremes for me like i firmly believe that somewhere inside of you like you're able to i guess go against whatever is going on in your brain like we always have the power inside of us like of course like you 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 yourself you didn't have the confidence and didn't believe that you can overcome these things yeah so i really believe that it's really up to us no Mm -hmm. matter what even if it it might be hard especially for some because you can easily tell someone oh you'll get over it eventually and some people can't they do have that willpower in a sense to to overcome those things so yeah and it's definitely like um one thing because i this past year i went through like a really traumatic Mm -hmm. experience or i was dealing with a stalker and um, i had really bad ptsd and um my depression hit me Mm -hmm. very hard um to the point where i had to be like hospitalized again like i wasn't doing well and like it's not a choice but it's like a conscious effort yeah like um when i was in php partial hospitalization program we learned about two different types of therapies and it was cognitive behavioral therapy and then we learned about dialectical behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. for me dialectical behavioral therapy helped me more and i guess it's just because like i understood it more but the difference between the two is for cognitive behavioral therapy there's like a thought triangle and it's kind of a description of how like our thoughts affect I think it's our feelings and then our feelings affect our actions Mm. and it's a cycle so if you're thinking like angry thoughts it affects how you feel and then it affects your actions actions. yeah so you have to learn how to catch yourself Mm -hmm. i guess and like reverse that cycle and then you do that through coping skills and different techniques and stuff and then dialectical behavioral therapy is the balance between the emotional mind the rational and the rational mind Mm -hmm. so you can get to the wise mind and so I would always, um, when I was dealing with my PTSD with like my stalker, which was like an actual outside threat, it wasn't in my head. Yeah. I found myself in a constant battle between like my emotional mind or my rational mind. Mm-hmm. And it was never in between. I was either trying to rationalize the situation and figure out why it was happening to me, mm-hmm. like what I could have done better, what I could have done to change it. Mm-hmm. Or I was thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like, he's going to murder me. Like, (laughs) something's going to happen. Like, I don't feel safe anywhere. I can't go anywhere. I can't leave my house. And the way that I learned to deal with it is 
really taking it one step at a time and it's congratulating yourself for even the smallest things like there was one day i really felt like i couldn't get out of bed i had been laying in bed for a week i was wearing the same clothes it was kind of gross but like <laughs> i was i mean i was really depressed like i didn't yeah. want to get out of bed and i remember i said to myself you know what get up get dressed mm-hmm. get back in bed right so i got up i got dressed i got back in bed and that's a huge step yeah for real you know And maybe it's something that, like, other people are doing, you know, very easily. But for me, that was really tough. Like, that was a battle getting out of that bed Mm because I was just scared. Like, I didn't want to move. So if you're struggling with depression right now and you feel like you can't get out of bed, you don't want to shower, like, even if you just go and wipe your face with a makeup wipe, like, good for you. Like, you are awesome. That's an amazing step because that's a step in the right direction even if it's a small one like again everyone's different like a small step for someone else could be a big step for another person you know right so just like don't be so hard on yourself like it's okay exactly you know yeah um what would you i know you're still like dealing with depression but of course as we grow and mature like what would you tell like your younger self at the time because i think Mm -hmm. i mean most of us like our mentality changes over time honestly like (laughs) good for you for like getting out of bed and going to school like even if you didn't get the best grades even if you got a c Mm -hmm. on an assignment that you you know really didn't try on but you completed like you know what you completed it right so you tried a little bit like i feel like as a kid i was very hard on myself because of like having the adult complex like i i felt like there was a lot at home that i was trying to figure out and so like i don't know everything else just became like very very hard for me Mm mm-hmm And I feel like I didn't give myself enough credit. Like, as a kid, I felt like I went through a lot. Um, A lot of stuff that a kid shouldn't have to go through or deal with. Like, good job, girl. Like, (laughs) I feel like, like, I was so hard on myself back then. But I I look back now and I'm just like, you know what? Like, for a 12-year-old, like, you handled that pretty well. Yeah. You know? And I, back then, like, I didn't have a lot of friends. Like, I felt like I was just going to be alone. And maybe I was kind of isolating myself a little bit just Mm -hmm. because... When I'm depressed, I tend to do that. I, like, cut people out. But I look at my life now, and I I feel like maybe I couldn't see it before. Mm-hmm. Or I just didn't have very much of it. But I look at, like, all the people that I have in my life now and yeah. how supportive they all are of me and how much I love them. Mm-hmm. And back then, I felt hopeless, and I didn't really feel like there was a way out. I never felt like I would necessarily have, like, true friends mm-hmm. um, or, like, feel like I had a home that like was really nurturing and caring and yeah now I look at my life and like I do have that and so there was kind of a like a silver lining a little bit even if I'm still dealing with stuff now yeah and I wish that I could go back and like tell my younger self that like to just like hang on because like Mm -hmm. things will get easier like yeah you know things will brighten up a little bit yeah definitely Um, yeah yeah, like I can literally imagine you like your older self talking to your younger self just like holding her hands being like just hang on I swear (laughs) it's okay but she can't see you you're like who's that (laughs) I'm screaming yeah but literally yeah that's the same thing I would tell my younger self um we were so hard on ourselves really and we thought that was the the end of it Mm -hmm. I think I would tell myself is that um the things that you're you're going through or facing right now they're only equipping you for the tougher things that you're about to even if like the same thing like i had to experience like adult problems at a young Mm -hmm. age 
I kind of see my problems and my trials in the past as like a blessing um, just because they really help you for you know the future things and mm-hmm. and there's so many resources and people out there to really help you mm-hmm. um, and it's okay to not be okay like <laughs> as cliche <Yes. laughs> it seems now but um, it's true like it's okay like we're human and we experience things and if you resisted it so much you know it would become even worse so yeah um if only we could talk to our younger self i wish oh my gosh yeah i would help her now one thing that i really wanted to talk about is how depression is displayed and like understood now in social media and um on tv in society it's it's insane um Mm -hmm. so like most of you guys have seen um there's literally posts like people are so easy to say how depressed they are or how oh like you know it's a common saying like oh i want to kill myself like yeah you know um and i don't want to be like that annoying person like hey don't say that you know i'm not gonna be like upfront like that but um i do believe it's come to a point where it's become kind of like a like it's a normal thing you know and it's so normalized and it's they forget that it's an actual issue yeah so how do you how do you um see what's going on right now it's kind of like interesting because i feel like too i think people forget that like depression is a different experience for everyone i mean there's even different types of depression there's situational seasonal severe and i feel like sometimes like just because my experience with depression like doesn't fit somebody else's definition of it Mm -hmm. like means that i didn't go through it Mm -hmm. or like vice versa like it's kind of like I feel like because it's become so like normalized on social media like I think some people not everyone because I feel like there are a lot of like really understanding people at least now more than ever right but I feel like a lot of people have like one idea of like what it is yeah when like people experience depression after they like lose a loved one and it maybe lasts for a few months and then they start to like feel more at ease and then Mm -hmm. some people have experienced it since they were like a kid and so like even like for some of the people in my life like my depression is very severe and i've been dealing with it for a very long time right but just because i was hospitalized for my depression and mine has like been very severe doesn't mean that like how i feel Mm -hmm. um with my depression even if i've like had to be hospitalized for it like doesn't mean that somebody else has like felt exactly the same way just in a different just in a different way just even though they haven't had to be like yeah hospitalized for it like again like as you said in the beginning like you can really only understand yourself Mm -hmm. and so i just feel like it's just very different for everyone and i think that like social media nowadays kind of displays it as like one yeah one one, thing one feeling one feeling yeah and it's so it's so much more complex than that because yes i feel like i experience it every day but it's like on different levels Mm -hmm. like some days like i'll still feel depressed like i get migraines a lot like um i get like aches and pains like in my body a lot and um my psychiatrist like said it's just from like the overall like stress you can experience it subconsciously you can be consciously depressed like and it's like if i post like a picture of me like really happy or like my entire instagram feed just like looks like i've been really happy and doing really well like 
people just assume like oh maybe like she's not really dealing with it or she doesn't have like a lot of issues or problems because like everyone's really good at like putting on a mask yes for real you know yeah and you know what like I think it's like like it's okay to like post on Instagram and be like hey like how's your day going like I don't feel good (laughs) like let's all be here for each other because like if you don't feel good like message me like does that make sense no that makes sense no 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 no. that makes a lot of sense because um a song that i'm like really into um billy eilish where she says like i don't want to be you anymore and she's initially Mm -hmm. just talking to herself in the mirror how she doesn't like feeling this way like she literally hates herself yeah uh, because um i guess she was going through the depression as well Mm -hmm. and one of the things she said was how she wishes she could feel what she says like if you ask someone how are you and she says oh i'm good like she wishes she could feel good yeah um and how like we're constantly putting on a mask especially on social media that we're okay um Mm -hmm. but it's it's kind of hurting yourself and like smacking yourself in the face by doing that um and instead of like confronting and, and admitting that we're okay you know yeah um I think it's all about being more open-minded and being true to your to yourself and your thoughts. Yeah. Um is what we need more of in regards to like what's being seen on in on TV and social media. I don't know. There's a lot of like movies coming out about depression and suicide, but it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's only telling what's on the surface of yeah. what it really is. Oh, so we're talking about 13 Reasons yeah. Why. Um I I didn't watch the whole thing really couldn't but (laughs) i actually like threw up like i got sick i understood what they were trying to do by like going into as much detail as possible because i think that um can we like what's a um do you know like an overview of 13 reasons why because i never really watched it but there's so so much debates on it basically it's a show that kind of touches on a lot of not controversial but just like very real topics like rape Mm -hmm. um or suicide Mm -hmm. stuff like that and it like and like intense bullying like it takes place in a high school um i i get what they're doing because i think that by depicting scenes so realistically and like showing a lot more detail than like any other show Mm -hmm. might like give to you you kind of get the full effect of what these people may have gone through like if you had actually seen this happen to like Mm -hmm. real people and not just characters so like i i get what they're trying to do in that aspect but it can also just be like very triggering especially if you've gone through Mm -hmm. something like that and you watch the show Mm -hmm. so it's like it's it's like i feel like it's a weird borderline between like insensitive but also Mm -hmm. trying to show the world like what people actually do go through and like because it makes you think like who wrote it like that you know like did they even experience it for themselves or are they gathering information from like yeah from other yeah like um one of the last scenes in the second season which if anyone has watched the show you probably know exactly what scene i'm talking about it's very hard to watch um and it recently something similar to that scene happened at a high school oh right around here Mm um i actually like got sick like watching that scene because it definitely hit me really hard that that has happened to someone mm-hmm. um so i mean they got their message because like i i feel like they were trying to show that okay this stuff happens but then yeah. it also gives people ideas yeah because i feel like if it never came out then 
Yeah. I mean, not saying that it doesn't happen around the world already. It's just like, yeah, it like, it's so, it's hard. I feel like it's such a borderline because it's like, I feel like it can be really insensitive to people that have either gone through it or it can cause like, yeah, it can give people like ideas of like, if they're bad people and they're watching the show, it can give them ideas of what to do to someone else. Right. Um, it's just, it can be very triggering on like, for like both like, people like bad people and then yeah. like people that have also gone through it i think like but. as much as it can these shows or these movies influence society um people will take it in different ways but um if they're they are if their motivation was to bring awareness of these things i think it's also up to us how we're going to handle it like yeah even like for instance <clears throat> i always use the example of like someone wanted someone knows the harmful things that smoking or like doing drugs you know mm-hmm. does to them they can still continue to do it like you yeah. know we see these things around the world so what are we doing about it you know um yeah. i don't know it's so easy for us to see things mm-hmm. but it's so hard for us to actually like take it into consideration for ourselves and like yeah um dealing with those type of situations and like one other thing i feel like a lot of like movies and tv shows kind of i guess perpetuate about like depression too is like they'll like end on like a happy ending Mm. and like Mm. i think that's one thing that they shouldn't i feel like because depression is definitely an ongoing process you know i feel like because they're kind of giving unrealistic outcomes like yeah i don't know for me like i don't know i could say that right now i feel like i'm at like like a happier part of my life yeah but depression is still there like it like emotions are so complex it's never just like you just feel happy i actually have like an emotional like wheel and it shows how there are like main emotions secondary emotions and you're constantly feeling like multiple emotions at a time like Mm -hmm. i don't like right now like i'm very happy to be here but i'm also like really anxious (laughs) because what if i say something crazy like i don't know (laughs) you know so it's like when i feel like tv shows and movies are very good at depicting like one singular emotion as the outcome when i feel like life is a mixture of of all of them Mm -hmm. you know so it was something that i was thinking about earlier but it's a technique that my therapist um taught me she has like a very interesting way of looking at emotions Mm. um not something that may help everyone but it really like helped me a lot when it comes to understanding like how i'm feeling and when i used to say like i hate my depression i hate it like i wish it would go away i wish i didn't have it why should i have to deal with it Mm -hmm. and then she told me to take a moment close my eyes take a deep breath and imagine my depression if it was a person standing Mm -hmm. in front of me and i could ask it questions you know like why are you here Mm -hmm. you know when did you first you know come up like um and by doing that you know, she was like, if you could, like, imagine your depression as a person, like, what would they look like? And the first thing that came to mind was the word broken. It would be a very broken, a very sad person. And when I asked them, like, you know, why are you here? Um, the first thing that came to mind was, like, to protect me. Because when I think about it, my depression is, like, a protective mechanism. After everything that I've gone through, mm-hmm. it's my way of attempting not to be hurt again. Mm-hmm. you know by isolating myself by becoming irritable so nobody wants to talk to me if i cut everyone out of my life you know nobody can hurt me anymore right 
and after being hurt by so many people that's just like something that just like happens in me like if things start to get stressful if life starts to get stressful if one person and i like have a fighter falling out like i tend to want to just cut everybody out and that's when my depression really starts setting in because again it's a mix of things like i'll be isolating people i'll be irritable be really really sad like you know maybe i won't eat or i'll eat too much like mm-hmm. all of these things start happening and i realize it's like my brain trying to protect me but in turn it also hurts me mm-hmm. i just it's hard to see it that way because of how it makes you feel because you don't want to feel that way like you don't want to isolate people you don't want to feel irritable mm-hmm. um you want to be able to get out of bed but when I started seeing my depression as something or someone that was trying to protect me mm-hmm. and it was there because as a kid, like I didn't have a lot of protection or I felt unsafe, it started to kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing with my anxiety. Like I feel like it's my brain taking all of these preventative measures to make sure that I don't, you know, undergo any harm. Right. When I think about it that way, if I have an anxious thought that's like with my PTSD, like no, you can't go outside today because he's going to be there. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to be outside. He's going to be waiting for you. You need to stay inside. Like, you're going to die. You're going to die. Like, he's going to murder you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, <laughs> the first reaction to those thoughts might be to panic because it's like, oh, my God, you're right. Like, yeah. oh, my God, like, he's going to be out there. He's going to get me. Yeah. But then if I take a second and I go, okay, hang on. You're trying to tell me that the world might be unsafe mm. and that if I go outside today, something bad might happen. And you know what? that's realistic that's valid after everything you've gone through it's completely valid to feel that way yeah but also there are other parts of your brain that aren't anxiety and there aren't depression yeah you know like if i think about happiness as a person or if i think about um you know security as a person Mm -hmm. they can talk to me too definitely and I think anxiety and depression tend to overwhelm them a little bit sometimes. Kind of like, uh, what is that movie? It's, um, In- I know what you're talking about. Uh, ah, Inside Out? Inside Out, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so basically kind of like the Inside Out concept. Like, um, you have to remember to listen to the other emotions in your brain yeah. as well when they're talking to you. And when anxiety and depression are overwhelming those emotions, it's like you don't hear them. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of make a conscious effort to be like, okay, take a second what is it trying to tell you other than you're going to die like what is you know the main reason it's telling you this logically you went through a traumatic event with a stalker Mm -hmm. obviously that's going to have a traumatic impact on your brain Mm -hmm. ptsd you're not going to want to go out like you're going to feel scared Mm -hmm. and you know validate yourself like that's yeah like you want to stay inside like after you had a stalker like yeah yeah, like that's normal totally you know but you can't live life just being afraid yeah that's definitely a method i i actually um encounter i forgot where i got that but um it was about fear like um address like i i I did it before i made a letter to my fear Mm -hmm. like as if it was a person like because the things you have to put in this letter that you're telling you know your fear talk to as a person say you know how you're feeling and really tell your fear what are your goals in life because i feel like if you are aware and um really know what you want you know you'll be able to um know when this fear is coming and you'll Mm -hmm. be able to address it right away yeah um because everything you you fear is on this piece of paper but also Mm -hmm. you're able for yourself you know yourself you're able to tell fear what you when you want it to come Mm -hmm. because sometimes fear can help us in life you know yeah so it's not like it's only 
one you know like in inside um inside out you know they mm-hmm. you need all of these emotions to really rationalize and like understand what yeah. you're going through so it's yeah. just i think it's all i mean we all can't be perfect but i think yeah. it's just trying to balance everything because because yeah. depression is definitely everything yeah you know so um yeah i guess to close on this what is some advice for those um listening like if they're you know dealing with depression right now what would you mm-hmm. say to them i mean i know it's kind of like the typical thing that everybody yeah says, i know it's like, cliche but also like you know yeah you're not alone <laughs> you're not it's alone. okay babe you're yeah. fine <laughs> you're really not alone like just like how i want to like reach out to my younger self and be like just hold on like it's gonna get easier like i want to do that for other people too yeah you know because if you are committed to you know utilizing whatever resources are given to you um it will get easier Mm -hmm. you know but i think that's like a thing that a lot of people kind of take for granted like a lot of people will just kind of be like oh like it'll get easier one day and like I don't really have to do anything mm-hmm. like it's definitely a fight and so like kudos to you if like you're really you know going to therapy every week and like really like trying to like utilize your coping skills and stuff mm-hmm. I think I'm using the word utilize you're <laughs> fine <laughs> um <laughs> but I don't know to me it was just kind of like hang like, in there hang in there is like <laughs> the biggest like thing that pops into my head just because that's kind of what I had to do in order to get to where I am today just like hang in there and like if you are hanging in there i'm so proud of you right you know because that's not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. to get up every day and feel that way especially like i don't know how to describe this like again everyone feels depression on different levels so like on a day where like i may not have been able to get up out of bed because of how i was feeling mm-hmm. there are people who feel that exact same way and are getting up out of bed mm. you know so like if you're one of those people like you're amazing like you are a literal soldier i Mm -hmm. admire you so much anyone who's fighting depression like you're an inspiration to me and other people that are fighting it too and that really opened my mind because um people would see you know people with depression like Mm -hmm. as if they're weak or they're like kind of like an outcast in society or they're not doing well or Mm -hmm. they're not really helping themselves but because like it is a a battle Mm -hmm. and it's one they're continuing but you know even if it's hard like they're still you know they're still battling with it and it takes a lot of power internally and i really applaud those who are Mm -hmm. are still facing it that doesn't mean you're weak like you know i feel like they're one of the strongest people in this world if they're able to combat all these bad thoughts you know yeah you know one thing that i always used to do too is like i would wear combat boots all the time Mm. because i would always say like every day is a battle and Mm. like i'm gonna win Alright, that's it for today's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. And shout out to Sean, Bailey's boyfriend, who actually thought of the title for today's episode, Spilling the Anxiety, which is very, very clever. It's actually pretty hard for me to think of titles at times. I don't want it to be too corny or too cliche or too boring. So thank you for that, Sean. And yeah, hopefully this episode encouraged you, gave you some hope in whatever you guys are going through. And remember, I'm such an open book. Um, I love hearing other people's journeys and stories um and you know their life experiences so please if you want to tell me tell me you know don't be hesitant and whatever is said is always confidential i'd love to hear your guys story really inspires me really pushes me to do 
and continue what I'm doing. And remember that everybody has a story. One thing that I didn't take notice of when dealing with depression at the time was that other people are also dealing with it. And, you know, depression can really shift your perspective and where you think it's only about yourself. You know, the world is against you and, you know, you're alone. But that's not what it is and everybody deals with it so i'd love to hear you guys stories you can directly message me on instagram if you would like that's pal.turla p-a-u.t-u-r-l-a you can record a voice message here on anchor or you can email me whatever which way you want to go so um yeah and remember whatever is said is also confidential but if you'd like to share your story and hopefully encourage other people because remember this is a community and this is not only my podcast it's my friends it's everybody's so um i'd love to do that and remember to tell your friends about it if this episode is specifically for them um if they're dealing with depression or something like that you know please let them know about this podcast and this episode and yeah i love you guys so much thank you for the support i'll see you guys next week and have a wonderful wonderful weekend